Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. We're glad to have you with us today. Join us also on our website at boldenterprises.com. Well, we continue with our final episode of Performance Evaluations, The Great Missed Opportunity. And today our topic is critiquing the working partnership. That's right. It's not just all about one person and coming down on them, even however well we do it. There's other dynamics involved as well. So today, let's look at that. We're going to divide it into three parts. We want In critiquing the working partnership, we've got the team. Team dynamics are complex, and we want to check in on how the team is functioning and what is working well and what is not. We also, as supervisors, want to get input on how we are doing and kind of invite critique on whether how we are as a resourcer and a supervisor and what we could do differently to set people free at work. And then we got to get some praise in here somewhere. You know, critiquing is not merely working on what's not working. We need a way to articulate and celebrate what is working well and reward it. And people often feel unappreciated at their jobs. They do. Well, let's start off, Carl, with our first topic. The team. The team. Let's look at the team. So we want a way to talk about beyond just the one-on-one relationship between supervisor and employee and see how the overall system is working. You know, your team members interface with a lot more parts of your company than you might. And there may be something in how what's required from another department, like the accounting department, that is just so onerous, like paperwork or an approval process that is holding people back or complicating or slowing things down. And we want to look at that. We want those are support roles, and those support roles need to enhance what everyone else is doing. And that's also gathering information for you to know what's really going on. Exactly. And that may be something that can immediately change, that this is very simple, or something that may take on a a greater political strategy in the workplace. That's true. It might have to do with relationships as well. We might feel that we are jumping in and helping others with their jobs and their deadlines and their crunches. And when we run into a crunch, no one jumps in and helps us. And we need a place to talk about things like that when they happen. We may have a super verbal, you know, we talked about the person who talked a lot at work and talked about themselves primarily and promoted themselves constantly, but there was no substance there. So we need to have a way to voice that that's a personal concern and to check in with our supervisor that our effort is recognized without you know, necessarily putting the other person down. So we want to check in. We want, again, it's about creating a safe place to have this conversation every year to check in on things. And team dynamics is a big one. Well, it seems our series, we've really built up to this point. We've started with setting goals and standards and then being able to talk about those goals and standards. And now we're looking at everything as a whole. The other dynamics evolve that come in and isn't just one-on-one. For however collaborative you've made your relationship, you still have more power than the other person. So as we want to talk about the team, other people, and as we want to talk about ourselves, how we're supervising, we need to be the one to invite the critique. It is not up to our employee to be honest and share difficult things about us to our face. We need to invite that and make that safe. How do you do that? Well, you request it. You say, "My, we had talked at the beginning of the year about having such and such a goal with a certain standards, and you set that for yourself, and I want to know how I did in resourcing and making sure you were successful in that, and if there's anything that could be done differently. 
and ask for specifically what you're looking for. So again, you're not looking for reverse judgment, right? We're not doing judgment here. We're not saying, give me an A or an F. We're saying, let's talk about specific things you were trying to do and something that I did that maybe hindered that, maybe didn't help with that, or did help a lot so that I can know. So it's not personal. It's not negative. Even if it's difficult to talk about, it's valuable information so that I can show up in such a way to make this place the kind of place where everybody jumps in 110%. So it might be just asking, you know, do you need me around more? Do you need me around less? Do you need me to give you more feedback about something? Just Mm -hmm. any of those things that would help in a working relationship. Exactly. You could just go with kind of the intuitive things that come up and experience. So if someone's hovering too much and checking in too often and that's annoying, make that what you talk about. We don't need to talk about everything all the time. If you made a big mistake during the year and your supervisor didn't come down real hard on you but stood there and helped you solve the problem and set you forward and that just kind of transformed your motivation levels, you know, you could say that really worked for me. Use those as your topics. may have to prepare yourself for some negative critique, but it might be a way for you to really learn how you're really helping people. Exactly. you got to take the perspective that whether it's positive feedback or negative feedback, it's all valuable information. By inviting it, you take the personal aspect out of it, the hurtful aspect out of it, and you say, I am determined to be the best leader imaginable. And this person experiences me every day and their insights are going to help. And it's not about you personally. It always is a point of reference from the goals and standards set. Exactly. So we may have to redirect people's feedback if something's merely, I would prefer it to be differently. You know, your sense of humor is horrible and <laughs> it brings me close to suicide every day. You know, that's not related to the job. That's not related to anything you're doing. You're just... We're different than each other, and that kind of annoying is not what this is about. What this is about. This isn't your annual opportunity to dump on your boss. Yes. <laughs> that might not go over as well as you think it might. By the way, I don't like how you dress. So tell me, what are some questions as a boss you can ask that would get, you know, not get at the personal, but get at more of a concrete supervisory relationship? I would pick one of the goals or standards that has been troublesome, that has been difficult. Maybe you didn't quite make it. Maybe it didn't look the way you had all set out to make it look. And I would invite specifically for information for how something you did or didn't do that contributed to making that difficult. Resources I could have provided. Is there a different way I could have checked in with you to have found out earlier on and keep it content-specific, and don't go off on what do you think about my supervisory style. Right, that's a different question. That's a different question, and I don't think it's a relevant one, because style is style, and for every person for whom your style is the most motivating experience of their life for someone else, it's annoying. And again, I just feel like it brings out so many things that might not be necessarily apparent, but let's say you, you really aren't communicating or getting along with this person that may be information to you that the working relationship, the working partnership isn't working. Exactly. In a less threatening, more natural way to bring that about instead of like a fight. I mean, that's a great example. We fight because there's not other avenues for getting this stuff out. 
And so negative things will come out. And if they have to explode out or if they have to break out or if they have to result in some dysfunction, like not talking to certain people or avoiding certain parts of the building, it will have negative consequences. So let's get to the fun part. What if things have gone really well? Okay, if things have gone really well, we need to make this the fun part. We need to get over our fear that people are going to ask for a raise or expect a bonus or have something wonderful go along with it, like that would be some horrible thing to happen to the company. If something's deserved, we need to get it out there and they need to know it's coming. So right now our topic is the performance evaluation. So if something is going well, we need to say thank you and we need to beat them to it. I really appreciate and be very specific about the performance, the particular performance that resulted in that. So we need to be generous with our thank yous. We need to be public with our appreciations. We need to do the positive stuff in front of other people. And we need to be concrete with it. And I would not be so worried about that concreteness taking the form of money. I would, if you, if you are concerned about it, have it take the form of a bonus. Have it take the form of uh, tickets to some incredible event coming up. We don't need to make it an annual commitment like a raise, which you may not budget-wise be able to promise. Boy, somebody's gone above and beyond. We need to celebrate that. And that makes taking the risks involved in performing above and beyond much more worth it. Well, I certainly can appreciate that. And I think most people would rather be happy in their jobs than they're not just looking for more money. They're looking for satisfaction and a safe place to be at work. Exactly. And people revert to needing more money as a backup. All those other components, the collaborative relationship, the actual valuing of their contribution is not there. So what's the one thing you can fight for since you cannot force someone to say those things? You can fight for money. And when the, an employment relationship gets down to a battle over money, you've already lost. But our point is if you have these other components, you have an objective kind of non-threatening way to talk about what's not working well and celebrate what is working well, then we don't need to be stingy with well, money. And again, I, I like the way this just brings up that if for an employee an issue is with money, then that might be something that informs their decision whether to stay or go. But it also informs you as to the working partnership you had with that person. It doesn't have to be a negative experience that that person left. Exactly. And the other assumption we're making about money is that the employer has all the information and all the power with money. Somebody's financial package is just another aspect of their job. So if we can bring that out into this conversation and set that and have a safe way to say, these are my financial goals here. I'd like to be making X, Y, and Z, and I'd like to develop into such and such a role. Then as you chart your goals for each specific year, you have these personal goals that you're trying to achieve as well. And if it's safe to put them out on the table, then again, the supervisor becomes the resourcer and the enabler of this. Okay, let's get you there. Let's get you to that financial level and let's get you to this level of responsibility. And here's what's involved in getting there. You become their partner in achieving their own financial goals rather than, I wonder if this year there's going to be raises and... Uh, how tight it's going to be. Wonderful. Well, certainly a missed opportunity. Performance evaluations, indeed, a waste of time for a lot, a lot of people in their workplace and really a demoralizing time. And we have just um, spent a couple weeks 
talking about how to turn that around. Make it something we look forward to that this we're not going to pass this up because this is in the busyness of everything. This is a set aside opportunity to talk about this partnership in concrete terms, in terms that will help us define and set out how we can contribute that year. And we know when we jump in there and contribute it, it will be recognized. And where we don't, the critique will be helpful and it will be a learning opportunity. So we become these learning, developing, contributing teams that just keep building on each other instead of tearing each other down. Well, I think we're well over our time today, Carl. Thank you so much for your insights. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on the website at boldenterprises.com. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.